as part of the Jeremiah Show. It's the Arwen Lewis Show. Arwen Lewis is a singer, a songwriter, and a guitarist. She inhabits our blue planet, but her beliefs belong in the celestial realm. As the daughter of Peter Lewis, a founding member of rock and roll cult icons Moby Grape, and the granddaughter of Oscar-winning actress Loretta Young, she's been part of the creative cosmos all of her life. She's a slice of sonic heaven, poised to enter your heart, mind, and soul. She's an artist, producer, and writer, and she's your radio host. Hey, good morning, everybody. My name's Arwen Lewis. You're listening to the Arwen Lewis Radio Show. I'm here under uh, the Jeremiah Show platform. And my radio show and podcast features independent and local uh, musical artists, recording artists, touring musicians. And we feature um, recordings that they've made in the past, upcoming recordings, talk about their careers in the music business um, and their paths uh, in music. Today, I have a very special guest band. Uh, This is Firebug, and you can find out more about Firebug at firebugmusic.com, under Firebug Music on all the social media platforms, and they're a desert rock band from Joshua Tree, California. Their musical vibe is a fusion of 60s Woodstock era, Delta Blues, New Orleans, and Desert Noir. The roots are in Chicago, and they also made an impact in the Los Angeles music scene, spent some time in New Orleans, and now in the desert. We're here talking today um, and playing some songs from their latest release, No Return. In regards to this release, there's a quote from YMX London that says, Creating something new in rock is becoming more and more difficult. However, what Firebug has accomplished here is nothing short of impressive in every definition of the word. So welcome, Firebug, Jules and Juliet. How's it going? Good, good. Thank you for having us. (laughs) We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm so excited to get to learn more about you two and your career. Um, we're going to feature um, seven songs today, and uh, we're going to feature in its entirety at the end of the show, uh, your song Moment of Joy, which is so beautiful, Thank you. As, are, as are all of them. And so I thought we could just dive into the interview and talk about how you, how'd you become a band? How'd you meet? We met Chicago. Um, actually... We uh, we auditioned one another. We were both looking to form either join or form a band. And um, at the time when we met, neither one of us had found what we were looking for. So we just decided, hey, let's try to form a band together. So yeah, Chicago. Yep, and that's when we formed it. We um, in Chicago we started for a few years, and then um, we 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 had our band together. And then we made the move to LA. We kind of all four of us. We all we all moved. We had first, the first thing we did was we recorded we recorded a demo okay. out in out in Orange, California, at this place called For the Record. We drove. That's we right. Went out we, we, with we, our gear and our trailer yeah. and stuff, and 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 made a little EP. Then we came back, and uh, I think we were in Chicago for about a year or so. And then we decided to make the move um, to uh, found a little bungalow and in, in in Hollywood and. And just moved into that for for a while so that's yeah what year um what year was it that you met in chicago oh god <laughs> um um <laughs> uh, we have to say <laughs> oh no it's just because you can hear what 
you're so musically connection, you know, and you, that I can really hear that you've been playing together for so long and you completely speak to each other musically. Super, super secret. Okay. <laughs> Nobody needs to know. Scratch it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. Your um, musical adventure is timeless. There is. Well, no- we moved out. Thank to, you. Yeah, we moved out to LA in like 2000. You know, 2001. You know. Okay. And oh, we knew we knew each other for a couple I'm years. Supposed to give up that. So that's all right. That's okay. You know. 2011. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Up a few years, please. Hello. Well, I'm not gonna. You know, it is what it is. You know, it's okay. Well, you know, there's a story to tell. You know, I mean, it is. It is what it is. You know, so um, that's just how it goes. Um. Well, all I'll say is, I just think it's really beautiful that you guys have maintained this musical journey through this whole time. And um, I mean, you can hear how your music's evolved and changed, and you just seem to understand each other so well and complement each other so well. So I think it's really cool that you've been making music for so long. Thank you to hear. Yeah. So, do you? So, um, about your production process, do you self-produce your music or? And do you record yourself? Do you work with other um, producers and engineers? Have you done a little of both? We work. We worked with other engineers and studios and stuff, but we, we we produced it ourselves. Except when we came up here, like about ten years ago, and recorded at Rancho de Luna. Um, uh, producer Chris Goss brought us up here to record there. So he, we made we. It was it was an EP that we recorded with him up here. So um, it was interesting. It was it was interesting to work with um an experienced producer such as chris he's just um very creative and likes to mess around with uh with sounds and different things and try to he has his own signature and he kind of puts on things it, it, it worked for queens of the stone age really well so we're like okay you know let's let's see if yeah, it, it works great for, work fire, with chris, for sure yeah so um we still we're still we still we're friends and we still keep in touch up here and yeah. stuff like other that, other so. than that though everything we've done we've, yeah uh, this last release no, no return own, uh, yeah. no return was self-produced so nice. yeah. we went into a different studio for that up here in joshua tree we worked with charlie stavish and he has, he has his own recording studio in his house and um great engineer yeah charlie charlie's worked with like jane lewis um and it's and a, a, a bunch of people he's 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 produced and mix quite a few people on stuff yeah. or over he started like in new york city yeah so okay I'm electric the, ladyland studios yeah pretty yeah. cool <laughs> he's still here he's still up here so kind of a famous yeah. studio well yeah you guys are in a creative hub i can't imagine what the creative energy is like out there in joshua trades um do you feel like you create differently this is something too since you've had some time in new orleans and los angeles chicago um, the desert joshua tree which is like um an energetic hub um do you feel like you create differently in the different places uh where you write and record or does that not have an effect on you subliminally i i mean for myself personally i mean it it definitely has an effect like just you know when you step outside and you know the sunsets and the the mountains and the desert and all that and the joshua trees and the cacti and everything you know it's it's uh it's you know it's subconscious after a while it you know i I think it's had an effect like, but um, then I kind of blend that in when we lived in New Orleans, like kind of just have a music all around you, like yeah. music coming down your street all the time. And yeah. like, and like, you know, that's it's unique that way in New Orleans. And like, you know, and here it's like really quiet and like, you know, it's like it's the opposite. It's totally opposite of that. So the, I think the two together, you know, has, has created 
a lot more magic for her and yeah, I. From Los I Angeles yeah. experience and coming from Chicago, and you know, I pretty much feel the same way. I mean, every place that I've been, that we've been, uh, you know, has had an influence on me, whether directly or indirectly, subconsciously. Uh, in Chicago, grew, you know, growing up listening mostly to rock and soul music, I was, you know. And then working in a blues club for a while, that was a huge influence on me. Um, that, that, just, that, that left a major stamp on me. And then moving out to Los Angeles, it was a whole other experience, different being in Hollywood. And, and obviously, very competitive atmosphere. I mean, you know, uh, not that Chicago isn't, but, you know, Hollywood's just another, it ramps up just another step. Yes, and then, <laughs> then you know. Different environments going from the you know the west side to the east side and it's different vibes and then you go to the coast and you know the mountains and all these different things that influence me the you know the environment I was very influenced by the environment you know hadn't hadn't anticipated that happening coming from Chicago <laughs> yeah <laughs> being, a, being a brick and mortar type you know from the city or whatever but like uh, the, that's one of the things I really really missed when moving to New Orleans but then there was New Orleans influencing you know me us on a massive level too as well obviously because there's so much music and culture everywhere music on the street music in the clubs and the club and, and music life there as you know uh it's not just like you know at 10 o'clock at night on, on a friday or a saturday it's like all day every day you know mostly there are certain yeah. neighborhoods that are more quiet than others yeah. but you know yeah. even those neighborhoods like it could be totally quiet, and then all of a sudden, someone will have an impromptu. Like they'll, they'll declare, "Today's a holiday." Let's <laughs> 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 have a second line, and like there never to be all this music everywhere. So, yeah, and then you know, and then so all that influences you, and the, you know, there are different. Obviously, there's jazz music, and then there's New Orleans, like you know, Creole music, and Dixieland, right? A lot yeah. of a Appalachian music. Yeah, that, you know, that's all mixed in there too. Yeah, um, yeah. and then and then the street culture obviously i mentioned that already but I, one of one of the things that we love so much is just like all the people just playing out in the street you know uh that influences you as well and then moving back out here out into the desert that's completely different like you know i'm kind of re reiterating what jules had already said but you know that it personally has influenced me a lot too because you know the environment you know they with different terrains, the high desert, the low desert, the mountains, the pines, and like yeah. the whole nature thing. And then, you know, is it impacted a lot of my writing? You know, there are references to like mountains and pines and trails and things like that, and stars. <laughs> yeah. One of our songs, especially uh, recently. So, yeah, that was a very long winded way to answer your question. <laughs> but there was something else I was going to say, but I forgot. I don't know. Oh. Nighttime skies here are beautiful. That's yeah. A, yeah, it's too. Desert well, stars. What was that? The desert stars. <laughs> you know? There's nothing like it out there. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, it really is. Never get tired of that. Well, and Juliet, um, 
I mean, yeah. And same with you, Jules, like in your instrumentation and Juliet and your voice, I can hear all like the Appalachian, the gospel and the blues and the newer, like I can hear everything in your voice. And you have this like crystal clear, hauntingly beautiful, like operatic voice. Like, could you always sing like that? Or did you develop that over time? And it's so cool because when you sing, you like don't even open your mouth and it's just like crazy sounds come out. It's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I open I'm my watching mouth. Guys perform. Well, you do, but like you don't like some singers have to really move to get those sounds. And I just feel like it flows through you like naturally. When I saw you guys perform, I was just like amazed. It was so beautiful and cool. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know. I think it's a combination of different things, a combination of, of like uh, being born. Be, I mean, this, I hope this doesn't come off as being egotistical. No. But being born, being able to sing kind of thing. Like my, yeah. my dad never really uh, pursued being a professional singer, but he, sing, nat, he just sings naturally, like around the house, you know, like oh, when yeah. I was growing up. And he had this really nice sounding voice. I'm like, wow, he, he really sounds good. But so. I always wanted to sing from the time I was a young age. So, so since I was a little girl, I, saw, I just, one of those things that just intuitively knew. Mm. And, but so anyway, part of it's that, and, you know, and, but, and, and time and, and influences and training. Mm. I had some training too, you know. Okay. Well, yeah. You know, so time, yeah. I mean, I don't, I sound a bit more mature now than I did like when I was younger. That's just a, the evolution of like a set of time you know like biology um, yeah 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 it's biology and, and the training i had i had some great uh, you know vocal coaches uh ed farron in chicago uh who's unfortunately no longer with us uh liz lewis in los angeles mm -hmm. so yeah discipline practicing on a regular basis all right yeah and Jules, where did you, and thank you for clearing that up. I was like, how does she, how does she do that? <laughs> um, I won't give away your secrets though. That's all you need to tell us. <laughs> there is no secret. It's just being, being uh, persistent, like keeping at it, you know? Yeah. And um, like, so for you, for Jules, for guitar, if you're welcome. Um, how did when did you start playing guitar and who are both of you who are some of your biggest influences and what instruments do both of you play so you're both multi-instrumentalists so let's talk about that so like in um in high school i i um i was kind of a late bloomer with guitar um, i started with bass kind of at first in high school a little bit um and then um around early 20s mid 20s i i started getting more serious guy guitar and Started playing guitar more, and that that at that time I was going to University of California in Santa Barbara, and that and um, and then I I was able to audition and I got into the music department there, which is it's all classical there, nice. and um, and and went went through all that and and um, my my best friends there were in music school, nice a drum, a drummer that I played with, he was a drum major and a bass player as a bass major and. And we, we just but we had a rock band thing we had our like isla vista like like rock band thing that people do like when they live in santa barbara and they go to school there so yeah. you know we did that for about four you know three and a half four years and then um but that's that's where i got my chops kind of working with other people or my friends um as i was able to bounce my my you know ideas at the time were new but like we were able to i was able to kind of like have these really good musicians around me 
like to kind of work with and they were also making friends and and um then after school we all moved to los angeles and build a recording studio and we did that for a little bit before i went to chicago to meet juliet so like okay um, that it, did, it just didn't pan out that way that well um, just you know everybody kind of went their separate ways but um that's kind of um that's and and influence wise i mean i guess at that time i was you know um i was really into a lot of the seattle sound bands yeah like sound garden was a big, mm. big a huge fan like of chris cornell's music and and just the band itself um and and um mostly mostly like that sound and and of course earlier like like a lot of classic rock bands like of course like led zeppelin and rolling stones and all that stuff too um i guess our band when i was in college and stuff we were more kind of influenced with like kind of seattle sound a little bit like okay. kind of bigger seattle bands and stuff so like you know kind of kind of going more in that direction and yeah and um but then when i met juliet when i moved back to chicago um i met at the, at the blues club she was working at kingston mines and then i i got to kind of take in more more blues artists so like i was the, the blues rubbed off on me more um from being around juliet and in, in the bar scene there in the blues club so that just you know and from her too not just from the blues but but she was more like influenced with that so um kind of took that in and it just kind of I, I don't know i'm in a i feel like i'm in a really good place right now I've, I've taken in a lot of different things when we lived in New Orleans. Um, just kind of like a lot of the the, the, the rhythmical um, vibes there, like just the, the um, a lot of the um, the old school New Orleans funk. And um, there's even like there's a lot of African drumming culture there and different things like and, and I apply that to guitar. So there's kind of a rhythmical kind of thing that I never used to have that I do now from living in New Orleans. And I, and I kind of brought that here to Joshua Tree. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little bit mixed up, but like, you know, I still love to rock though. I'm all like writing like all these like proggy rock riffs and stuff lately, but they're like, yeah, it's kind of like, I'm kind of, kind of different going different kind of bringing in a lot of different styles, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, that's like psychedelic rock, you know, like making, yeah. taking rock music and then adding all those rhythms and making it a rock composition. And that's what you guys are a psychedelic band too. Um, I would say by listening to it, you're just great, awesome fusion. Um, we've just got a couple minutes before we go out to break. Um, so, and then we'll pick up, we'll talk about Juliet's musicianship and then maybe a little bit about recording. Uh, but I'm going to let my music or my musicians, hello musicians. I'm going to let my listeners know, our listeners, that uh, you're listening to the Arwen Lewis show. And my special guests here today are Firebug. You can find out about them on firebugmusic.com on all the social media platforms under Firebug Music. Look them up on your favorite listening platforms under Firebug. And do you guys have any shows coming up that you want to promote? Or are you focusing a little more on recording and practicing? Our next show, we're doing a podcast. Um, it's called Red Light District Podcast. Like a, it's in Oxnard. Nice. And um, that's that's in mid-August, I think, sometime. And at the at the end of August, we're we're um, performing at a fundraiser for our Corazon in Topanga. Okay. So they're um, Geo runs it, owns it, and stuff. Or rents it or i'm not sure how that works out over there but she's she's trying to hold on to it right now like they're going through some stuff so she's raising money okay. yeah, i don't know if you've ever been there before but um it's it it's very unique it's, it's really, really cool it's place. really cool yeah. like like uh it's a it's, it's like a, 
performance art center it's it's um um it's just unique and and the sound's really good they got a really nice stage and and um um if you're ever in that area i would highly recommend like it's a really like, it's a really it yeah i'll check it out for sure like uh just eclectic venue yeah okay a lot of characters yeah right in the middle of the manga Oh, well, yeah, you got to fundraise and save it. Thank you for you yeah. know making an effort to keep the arts alive in Topanga. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you'll be posting about that on your social media and stuff. So your sure. listeners. Yeah. Okay. So look up here in Joshua Tree, I mean, things will pop up like yeah. in the fall and stuff. Yeah. And we can talk more about stuff. We're, we're also doing some other stuff. We're working with a, a new another producer this nice. uh, next month, too, as well. So we can talk more about that after you break. Yeah, let's talk about that when we come back. Um, you're listening to Arwen Lewis. My guests are Firebug, firebugmusic.com, at Firebug Music on social media. Uh, we're going to take you out to break with Firebug's song, St. Elmo's Fire, and we'll bring you back in with their song, um, No Return. Please enjoy, and we'll see you in a minute. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to the Arwen Lewis Show. Um, my very special guests here today are Firebug, desert rock band from Joshua Tree, California, with roots in Chicago, Los Angeles, and New Orleans. Um, you just heard their song, No Return. And we're here talking about their music, their careers as musicians, and experience in instrumentation, and recording, and performing, and writing songs. You can find out more about them at firebugmusic.com. Uh, find them on social media at Firebug Music. And don't go anywhere. At the end of the show, we're going to play in its entirety their song Moment of Joy as their featured track. Um, so Jules and Juliet, hi again. Hi. Hey. 
Um, so we were we finished up before the break talking about Jules, um, your background in music. You have an uh, education from UCSB in classical um, music, right? And then uh, you got into the rock scene there, and, and then you met Juliet in Chicago. And Juliet, um, we heard about your singing, um, your singing adventure <laughs> as a, you know getting some training and you know where how you developed your sound as a vocalist. Um, but you also play quite a few instruments right so um where uh, when did you start learning how to play music what inspired you and what instruments do you play uh well i started singing first that was okay. my first in a very young age a little girl not professionally but um something i always wanted to do um i kind of picked up the guitar a little bit when i was like gosh how old was i like eight? Oh wow but then I put it down for a long time, a long time until I was a teenager. Um, that's really when I started. And I got in my first band when I was 16. It was like a hard rock band. I just sang then. I play, I play a little bit of guitar then, but uh, it's mostly bar chords, you know, da, 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 like it yeah. came up sounding like punk songs. <laughs> Everything awesome. I wrote. Um, a little bit of singer songwriter ish kind of stuff but um so you know guitar it was voice and then guitar and um it wasn't until i started working again going back to the blues club experience kicks in minds in uh chicago that i really started playing guitar even more uh i just i, I saw so many great music saw and heard so many great singers and musicians that like you know i literally we get off sometimes at four o'clock in the morning, sometimes five if it was Saturday, because they have five five a.m. licenses in Chicago on Saturdays. I would come home, it's almost at the crack of dawn sometimes and start practicing guitar, like because I was like, because they were so good, I was like, oh boy, like I I I, I need to practice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, yeah, I started taking guitar more seriously and over the process and course of time, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, kept at it for a while and then so mostly yeah just voicing and, and, and guitar and then um probably about oh gosh not quite well maybe about 10 years ago we bought this uh roland slat uh keyboard which is uh kind of has like uh sounds where you can mimic a b3 and all that okay and it, and it kind of just kind of sat, sat around collected dust bought it in hollywood guitar center in hollywood nice. before we moved to new orleans and for me, I might have kind of just sat around collected dust for a while. Very sad thing. But anyway, we went to New Orleans. There it was. And I was like, yeah. that was your know, time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we've moving to New Orleans. This is kind of weird. I just thought, thought of this right now, but it makes total sense because everything's more closer together. Hopefully, I'm not getting off topic, but no. like when I mean closer together, I mean like literally it takes you less time to get everywhere yeah so that equates to save time so all the time not driving from the east side to the west side and, and traffic in la etc cetera, etc cetera, equated to time practicing and so i was like that let, let, <laughs> more time for me to try new things so i started playing a little yeah. bit of keyboard uh but not as much as i should have i my emphasis was even stronger on guitar at that time but so and that, but then fast forward, moving out here to the desert during COVID, 
I really start. I went more into playing keyboard even more, learning piano, and like I dug out some old, old like you know uh, books. You know, tried to learn how to you know, teach myself how to sight read a little bit. I, I knew a little bit. I knew how to sight read already, but like anyway, rambling. <laughs> so the last the last few years, really more so keyboard. So that's okay. a, new, a relatively new thing for me, and a little a little bit of, of uh, mandolin. I love her. I love her keyboard writing. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, it's opened up so many doors for me, like working with her, like, I mean, even her whole approach, like vocally and stuff is like, it's just taken a whole, I would say it's not a different turn, but it's just, I don't know. She's really like, just, just well, it's broadened up, her it's whole opened up more, scope more, do- her more doors and, and, uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Well, and you're because the notes that you pay play you like, I mean, classical music, obviously, you're doing that, too, if you're classically trained. Um, but I really find simplicity just as profound. And um, they're, they, they each note really hits you a little more because they're more defined. And like, it's like you almost use like white noise um, when you're playing piano and then your voice and then your guitar or the bass or whatever you're doing. I can't remember, Jules. Do you loop stuff, too? Or do you just play guitar or just bass? Um What's when Juliet's playing, I can't remember if you use a looper or not. Um, do you? Juliet uses a looper. Yeah. You do. Okay. Yeah. On yeah. some songs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Some songs, I'll use a looper for guitar, and and then when that's going, and he's playing guitar too, but for a different coloring, and then right. depending on the song, uh, you know, when the looper's going, I'll go over to the keyboard and play a little bit on the keyboard. So just to kind of create more yeah atmosphere yeah yeah there's been a there's been a couple shows where like i also brought a bass like okay but i but i wouldn't loop it i would just play the bass along with what she was doing but as a duo i like to hold the hold down um her the the grounding with the acoustic guitar for the whole time because it's i don't know just spits more to me like instead of like having all these different things looping like it's nice to have a bottom end and stuff but then then there's no drummer and stuff i mean i don't know it's just yeah. kind of, then you have to think about that too like you know you're gonna like add drums and stuff so it, it seems to be working out pretty well you know so yeah when i saw you guys live like the whatever juliet when you were on the guitar and then the keys and then you were just playing um acoustic guitar it sounded really nice and full and i agree with you if that's just what you're doing you don't necessarily need a bass unless you have a drummer and like a rhythm section you're doing rhythm with what you got already yeah um what about like for recording how does your like recording and how does your writing process works do you write all of your songs do you do any covers or um are they specifically original we've done we've done all originals okay in the studio yeah Yeah. most i mean once in a while, we'll play a cover song. We, we okay. do we throw in a couple, yeah. a few blues songs here and there. Nice. Uh, what else have we? We've done. Uh, we've done some uh, Fleetwood Mac, you know, nice. yeah. covers in the past. Haven't done that in a while though. Yeah, we just focus on writing our own stuff. For the most part. Yeah, yeah. Every, it's weird with like, you know, with with, with female fronted stuff you know it's like they it's like, you know they're waiting for like a hardcover or something or like so yeah you know, it's, not, it's okay <laughs> no, we don't do that we, but we don't we don't i would say I was, making, I, mean, I was making a point like they we don't we don't do that though like 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 when we were in new orleans like 
like yeah. doing more blues stuff, like a lot more blues stuff in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, on the street even. And in and in some venues, we had a we had our own blues residency. Like we we had a band though. But we were oh, doing nice. but Juliet would be saying like Holland Wolf and Johnny Lee Hooker and like, you know. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. all the dude songs. Yeah. Yeah. And, stone, and like all the Chats records, old Stone stuff. Oh my God, yeah. Oh my God, the old Stone stuff. Is See, that's all Chicago stuff, like Chess yeah. records. And yeah. Like, yeah. So like we tapped in a lot of that. Like when I live in New Orleans, like just, you know, because that comes natural to Juliet. Like you kind of grew up listening to a lot of that Chess records, Stone stuff. It, oh, she's yeah. a huge Stones fan. Because my mom... My mom, well, not to get off topic, but my mom, being from Ireland but growing up in England, uh, was always telling me stories when, when, when she was coming of age. She used to go into law. Her cousin used to go to school, uh, a London School of Economics with Mick Jagger. And so I would hear all these stories about, like, I mean, they would go down to London to see the Rolling Stones, like, when they were playing clubs. Yeah. So I was like, wow, like, total fascination, you know. <laughs> so, you know, when I was like a little kid, I was like, I, I had to go out and like buy everything. Rolling Stones, like, like from the beginning, like way, like, like back to, you know, chess records or whatever, or early stuff. So the later stuff, all the great stuff. Well, all, I shouldn't say all the great stuff. All their stuff is great, really, according to me. <laughs> well, and I mean, though, yeah, those are just classics and the crowd always loves them. And by the way, that's so cool. So you would like do busking on the street or was there like a oh, yeah. scene? Like, is that that's just what people do in New Orleans, right? I, I know that. You know, I mean, it, there's a lot of people, you know, vying for a space and you, yeah. you know, it's first comfort serve and you just have to every day if you're but you know if you go out there it, it yeah. can be we but, we were pretty much like regulars in like jackson square after yeah. we did it for a little while but we we also played like we'd all uh, we would perform on royal and saint anne which is a great spot and we got featured on royal and saint anne like like the city like a picture of us and like the vinyl district i don't know if you know who they are but if you look them up on instagram like there's a there's a picture of us, like her and I, like on Royal Street and stuff, and oh we're getting goodness. attention, like like we're doing like that. Venues like, too, but like yeah. you know, whatever came to our way, you know, I mean, obviously we like to play, so sometimes venues, sometimes on the street, and depending on well, depending on the weather and <laughs> well, it's a thing. Um, yeah, well, yeah. And, Awesome. such a cool part of the counterculture of rock that's what i love about you know rock music and all of this that you're doing um we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back from our break okay. uh, you're listening to firebug on the arwin lewis radio show we're going to take you out with their song change and bring you back in with their beautiful song wine water and bread we'll see you in a minute
I'm Jules. And we are Firebug. You are listening to the Arwen Lewis radio show. You can hear our music at firebugmusic.com. Also, all of our social media handles are Firebug Music. to return Beyond the fire Beyond the third tier Time is of perception So I hear You've got wine This is Arwen Lewis. You're listening to the Arwen Lewis Radio Show. Today, my very special guests are Firebug, Juliet and Jules from Joshua Tree, California. We've been discussing their extensive career in the music business and um, featuring some of their beautiful music. Um, don't go anywhere because at the end of the show, you're going to hear their song Moment of Joy in its entirety as our featured song. You can find out more about them at firebugmusic.com and under uh, Firebug Music on social media platforms and look them up on uh, any of your favorite listening platforms under Firebug. And anyway, Jules and Juliet, hello again. Hi. Hey, everyone. Um, so I thought we could talk about uh, like some of your favorite performance memories. I was reading your bio and... Uh, I mean, on top of everything else that we've already kind of discussed and haven't tapped into yet, um, you did a really extensive career or extensive tour in the UK and you played at Sonosphere Festival and also at London's Dublin Castle and the Half Moon. So I thought you could tell me about those shows and the amazing people you share the stage with. Okay, yeah. So we, at the time, for Sonosphere, we... um, we were on this Battle of the Band thing in Chicago, even though we we're living in Los Angeles. At the time, our manager got us on this. Like, it was, it was, it was sponsored by Beck's Beer. So we flew out to Chicago in our old neighborhood where we met, like, playing a band. It was kind of cool. And um, we got to play this. Um, it was like a, they're, they're looking for an act for New Year's Eve in New York. Like, so it was kind of a battle thing. So um, the PR person, is, I forget her name, was Julia, I think. Um, so we played it and all they wound up using a dj for it so they didn't even like use a band like to do the new york thing but she really liked our band a lot and she she got us on um a slot to play at science for music festival so that was in nebworth which was you know an amazing like outdoor like like uh music like place and um so we built a we built a tour around it in england and we went out there and um it, it was unbelievable. I mean, we, we weren't on the main, main stages. Like there are two big main stages where like 
bands like the Colts and, and Iggy and the Stooges are playing. But we were on the Strongbow stage, which is, and there there are like five different stages there. They're all decent sized stages, yeah. and um, when we played in the afternoon stuff and. You know, we have a few thousand people there watching us. You know, it was really cool. Right. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was a, it was an eye opener for us because you know um, we we most of the time we spent like in the press pool, like the, at Nebworth they have this old hunting lodge, and like it, it's where all the press people are. And and okay. so Sonosphere is is pretty much like a it's a metal festival. I mean, okay. it doesn't exist anymore, but it used to be re- very very popular. There are like a hundred thousand people there, you know. I mean, it's 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 massive, you know. And um, so we spent our time mostly in the, you know, just getting interviewed. You know, you'd have like a lot of older journalists, like metal journalists and stuff, like been around since like the early seventies and stuff, and they're hanging out. And then you have it's very diverse. And then you have like teenagers, like who have their own like metal like like shows and stuff, and they're and they're all England's so small that they're culturally like they all know each other. Like it's very. It's very close. Joe to Jackson. Uh, Joe Jackson played that too. That's what I mean. Remember? No, he didn't play. Yeah, that. he did. Joe Jackson didn't play Sanskrit. Uh, not Sanskrit Festival. No, no Joe Jackson that. played in, in New Orleans at House of Oh, Blizzard that's right. My bad. Yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, Sorry. definitely Joe Jackson did not play at Sanskrit. But, um, but yeah, so it was, um, that was a, you know, a big eye opener for us in you know, the chat before. But, um, it, our show went well and stuff. And, you know, we got to meet like um so um one of our friends, Michael Kane, um, who we've known for a long time, he he was he was a bass tech for, for uh, Iron Maiden. Nice. And okay. um so he toured he's toured with Iron Maiden for years. He's retired now, but um but uh so we were they were on the same bill. They were the main headliner with along with Iggy in the studio. Okay. So um you know, we got to hang out with them, and, and it was kind of cool. You know, it was like this huge freaking rock band, like a red, like, like does stuff. He programs a lot of the keyboard stuff in the background stuff, so he's been with the band for many, many years. Okay. And um, but he brought along Dean Carr to check us out, and Dean's a famous rock doc guy. He's made a lot of rock documentaries, so you yes. can look him up. Okay, like what's Dean his name? Carr with a, Dean Carr with a Dean. K, like K A R R. So he was at our show and stuff, and you know, these are you know, they're big, big names in like the metal world, like all these years and stuff. And like, you know, we're not necessarily a metal band and stuff, but at that time we were, we had songs that were kind of fit more on the heavier side and stuff. So we, we, we fit. I'm sorry, I can't song. remember right now. Who, who did that song? Uh, I think it was, it was seventies or the eighties. Uh, Cars. That's Gary Newman. Gary Newman. Yeah, he was on Gary Newman. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. He was on the bill. It was a very diverse festival. Yeah. With different, like, shades and variations of... They had a lot of really big acts. I mean, Motley Crue had... I mean, Motley Crue is there. Like, but we don't necessarily, like, fit with that so much. But at the time, like, like, you know, it was... We're a rock band, so it worked out. Yeah, it was was great fun. And it's nice in like a metal festival. It's really nice to have something kind of like change the energy for a second, you know, because otherwise like it's everything is just this one sound wave that's just hitting you for five days and that can get. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I think you guys totally must have fit in really well. Um, And, you know, then like after our show, we got to like after all the press stuff, we like we got to walk around like being like in a sea of like, you know, people like i mean it was just like wow we actually like played this and we're like 
like out in the middle of a crowd, like and there's Iggy Pop, like on a big screen. I'm like, oh my god, you know, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So. What I wanted to so like that's kind of I mean we can talk about how you feel when you watch a show, but how do you want your audience to feel when they watch you perform? Does it depend on what kind of music you're playing for them that night, or do you have something consistent that you want them to experience? Hmm, that's a tough one to answer. We, I mean, well, first and foremost, we want, we hope that, you know, our audience enjoys what they're hearing. We want people to feel good. They want, we, want, we want people to, um, I don't know, be present in the moment and then forget, you know, not, not necessarily forget, but like leave the rest of the world or whatever else is going on behind for a short time that they're there uh and just go on a go on a journey with us oh i'll tell like that happened to me when i saw you like i i mean you're it's very captivating and it's all your music kind of hypnotizing in a really cool way too even listening i'm driving i'm like oh better pay attention um, <laughs> yeah. thank you that's good no, but, um yeah and i it totally and that's what i love when i watch a band um and you're just when it, when they captivate you and you're caught in the moment and you're enjoying what you're hearing obviously uh it can right. be a really cathartic experience you i just had this conversation with my guest yesterday you know you go in the audience comes in as one person and then they leave you know maybe you know feeling a different way or you know even feeling like they're somebody else or whatever but um I think when, you, when we play in different places, I mean, I'm sorry, we're, we're like, depending on the, depending on the, the gig, like, you know, when we're in New Orleans, like if we're playing like more of a rowdy bar kind of like environment and we're a duo, right? So like, you know, we'll change up our, our songs a little bit, oh, yeah, like kind of accommodate like more kind of this, I don't know, more for a bar atmosphere, you know, people didn't. Yeah getting drunk being loud like everything you know it's more of a rock rock audience and then you know they're, yeah. they're, we'll gear our set or, or sets plural more towards that you know our you know more rock-ish sounding stuff as a duo i mean there's it's only a, how so far can you go with yeah. that right but but we, we have songs that fit the vibe you know of being un unplugged so to speak we have some songs Quasi, quasi yeah. unplugged. <laughs> yeah more in the rock vein depending yeah, yeah. We have a couple songs of songs, you know, like like bar participation kind of thing. You know? Yeah, so, that's so like, fun. We, we, didn't, we didn't bust those out at Lost Core Guitars, but like, you know, we, <laughs> we, we do have some stuff we, we kind of like, you know, especially when we're in New Orleans, like, you know, I think we got to like throw out some stuff like, you know, so she was like that too. She's like, let's write some like stuff like that. Like sometimes, you know, before you, before you get to where you're going to perform, like, you know what to expect, you know what kind of music that people want. Especially if you're like playing with another act and is in a certain vein, and you know what the audience is like. Obviously, you gear yourself towards that. And, um, so there are a lot of times you don't know. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, what what the night is going to be like when you're playing at a bar or venue. So we just gauge it as it goes. Yeah, and then, and you you know gauge how the audience is how they're responding to certain songs. And sometimes we're just like, oh, what the hell? We just we just move around and throw all, all our different things out there. And, and if people are, are liking that, then we'll just go with it. You know, um, that, that's one of the things that really quick, like, uh, living in, living in different places and, and busking, <laughs> I never thought I'd say this, busking on the streets in New Orleans, the one did that for us, turn us, we always kind of were chameleons, but like it made us yeah. turn us more into that a little bit. 
with well, certain let's, um... boundaries, of course. <laughs> yeah. We go are outside certain perimeters. You know. Well, let's pick up and um, talk a little more about busking and all this uh, okay. after the break. This is awesome. I love hearing these stories. Um, you. You're listening to Firebug on the Arwen Lewis radio show. We're going to take you out to break with their song, Only the Lucky, and bring you back in with their song, Down. Only. Only. The lucky can't see. everybody you're listening to the arwin lewis radio show my very special guests are desert rock and roll band Firebug from joshua tree also chicago new orleans and los angeles you just heard their song down and we're featuring songs from their album no return they have a music video for their title track on no return no return on youtube go ahead and look that up it's super groovy and beautiful and um, I thought, Jules and Juliet, we could finish the conversation by talking about um, your upcoming uh, recording project. Yeah, so um, we just were tapped by producer um, Adrian Bushby. Okay. Um, he won a Grammy for um, the Foo Fighters record, Echoes, 
um that's his best rock album and he's also he also won for best metal metal record or best um who, who got this he make a bet for mixing like muse and nice. um, he's worked with he's also worked with like his spice girls and placebo and just a bunch of a bunch of different artists and stuff so basically we had a song we recorded with our band and uh, at the time we didn't we mixed it and stuff we didn't release it so um what we're doing is he 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 heard it and um it's 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 only like a, it, we, we recorded like a year ago and a year or something two years ago but um we i've always felt like you know it needs something like needs a remix or something yeah so he listened to it and he's like yep we're gonna we're gonna this is gonna this is really good we're gonna we're gonna ramp this up so nice. and then others we have other songs too we haven't released yet that that he's gonna um mix down and produce some stuff so um yeah you know it, it's exciting because he's 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 really good and um and and we could you know we're just looking forward to this new single really at first like to come out and stuff and hopefully with that too we'll have a music video and stuff that'll eventually like will happen in the fall i'm thinking you know like like sometime like maybe mid late fall or hopefully mid fall and things all things work out well and stuff and then and then also like you know that goes well like we'll, we'll release an ep with him or, or or maybe even a full-length record we'll see what happens so yeah and is this going to be the same vibe as no return or are you going into no okay this is um more i don't know it's definitely it definitely has that serious tone that we kind of do like sort of like i don't know motive or whatever you want to call it but um this, this is more rock cool. it's sure. more like modern rock like more um kind of uh i don't know how, how do i say it like a little bit more in your face like yeah. the single the single's going to be more like that you know it's definitely more rock yeah but we have other songs that like we have a lot From of the session we didn't release it it's not all going to be like that because we do obviously we do different kind of go on our own do different things a little bit so um um i'm not yeah it's going to be different in our return yeah totally it's like a whole different and, and that's good I though say so oh, sorry go ahead oh not it's not that different from i mean it still sounds like us yeah, but it's going to have a different, just ener different energy, it's like more projects yeah, yeah. do, right? It's, a, it's more more high energy, I yeah. guess. Uh, I'm trying That's to say, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, for sure, without a doubt. Like the, the single, the single especially is coming out. I don't want to give it away. I can't give it a title yet because we might change it and stuff. But like, <laughs> when, you know, that's that's the one thing we're really. In addition to that, we also yeah. are writing new songs that we haven't recorded yet. We have we have some new songs that we feel really strongly about. Um, cool. They're, they're similar, more, more like an extension to which I know return. Uh, well, and Julia, really quick, because I just wanted, I want the listeners to find this out. I don't want us to run out of time. I'm sorry to interrupt you. But do you, are you the lyricist or do you both write the lyrics? I, I am the lyricist. You're the lyricist. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, here, yeah. Your lyrics are really oh, good. I was going to say, I forgot. Oh, no, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, by the way. Thank, yeah. you. And thank you for having us. Uh, yeah, but so it, just going off of what, uh, it, you know, what he was saying, uh, in addition to the songs that we're going to have mixed uh, in, in August, we also have all these other new songs that, right. I guess I just said that, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but we're super excited about those as well, too, because we just feel they're really strong. There's a lot of that desert noir kind of like vibe thing going on, and some of them 
and just yeah and also up here in joshua tree which is different than new orleans a little bit um they really like the rock here like yeah. joshua tree you know the queens of the stone age kind of like you know thing like that's not saying that we don't sound like that we so much when we're rocking as much but like we have that influence a little bit because we work with chris goss and people like that but um i guess i don't know it's just more of a demand for like you know if you're like a rock band you're expecting like you know to, to really rock out kind of thing that's kind of like how it is here we're in new orleans it was more like i don't know just a little bit more jam oriented a little bit like there was rock but it's just just kind of like it's not it, it's not all like that but but we kind of we didn't really know that when we moved up here so much like the scene so much because we just recorded up here but we're kind of like hmm you know we do do a lot of blues and blues is great you, you know songwriters uh, but it's not it's not a blues place here really it's not a blues town and like huh. like Coachella Valley is not really a blues kind of kind yeah. of environment so much so what <laughs> with that said it's not so I, people are open open minded to it because yeah I mean that's the experience I I personally you know like I'm always watching people and for their reactions you know and we most always get like a really good response when we, when we you know play our blues more of our bluesy kind of like stuff so you know well um I mean we can I think that's weaved in through all your music. And it's been such yeah. a treat to sit here and talk about your careers and your experiences and philosophies today. Thank you so much, Firebug, for coming on the show. Um, we're going to wrap things up now. Uh, you're listening to Arwen Lewis on the Arwen Lewis radio show. Uh, my very special guests today are Firebug, Jules and Juliet from Joshua Tree, California. They are desert rock um, with a little bit of desert noir, New Orleans, Delta Blues and 60s Woodstock influence um you can find out more about them at firebugmusic.com find them on all the social media platforms under firebug music look them up under firebug on all of your favorite listening platforms and now uh we're going to play in its entirety as their featured song moment of joy jules and juliet thanks so much for coming on my show today and um good luck and when you get your new recording come back and we'll do some more promo for you Thank you yeah. so much for having us. We, great being here today, and we, we would love to come back. Again. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks. All right. Thank <laughs> you so much, you guys. Yeah, you did great. A great show. Thanks. All right. See you later, everybody. Find a moment of joy on a sunny afternoon. Catch a moment, if you will, for it's gone too soon.
The Arwen Lewis Show was brought to you by Evolve Entertainment. Host, Arwen Lewis. Executive producer, Jeremiah D. Higgins. Producer and sound engineer, Richard Dr. D. Dugan. You can find Arwen Lewis and all of her music at arwenlewismusic.com. And follow her on Instagram at Arwen Lewis. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.